0: Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with Proclaiming the Word of God. Proclaiming God's Word. I am so excited that I get another chance to be able to preach the Gospel and I am so grateful to God that He trusts me with His Word. I was talking to a friend of mine and I told my friend, it's another minister, and I told him, really, Preaching the gospel is an art form and it's an art form because you want to be able to give the people what God is saying to them to give them a fresh word from the Lord and to be able to give it exactly as how God wants it to be given here in these passages of scripture that we're going to read. We're going to be coming from Ephesians chapter four and we're going to start at verse number one and read verses one through four. And it reads like this. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. And one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. In these passages of scriptures, we're going to take a text that says, I want all that God has for me. I want all that God has for me. If we were in a church setting, I'd tell you to reach over and touch your neighbor and tell them, I want all that God has. For me, in these passages of scripture, I see that Paul has a parallel to something he wrote in the previous chapter when he started off in that third chapter of Ephesians. Paul calls himself the prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles, and then he speaks here. In this 4th chapter. And he conveys again. I therefore. The prisoner. Of the Lord. Beseech you. That you want worthy of the vocation. Wherewith you are called. Paul's. Assignment. From God. Was that Paul was to go. And be amongst the Gentiles and to teach them what the word of the Lord said and to show them that God was bringing them into the family, that the Jews were the chosen people of God. But the Gentiles were being engrafted into the vine and that God was going to make out of the Jews and out of the Gentiles One new man. So for this cause, Paul was wrapped up and tied up in God. And he considered himself a prisoner of God. His goal was to educate the people. His goal was to present the kingdom of God as Jesus Christ had revealed it to him. As the Holy Spirit had unveiled it to him. Paul, the man who was the once killer of the Jews who persecuted the church found now that he was the one who had the assignment to bring about a unification of the Gentiles and the Jews. So here we see that he furthers on with his teachings to get them to this place of where God wanted them to be. If you can remember being a child, and this thing was new here at Ephesus, if you can remember being a child and remember going to school, I remember that when I was first trying to learn that there was a way that the Parents would try to teach their children their ABCs. My parents tried to teach me my mom tried to teach me, and I remember being real small. They try to teach me how to say the ABCs and so at that time, there was a Campbell's soup commercial that was out that was advertising the alphabet soup. And so as my parents and my sister would try to teach me how to say my ABCs, I would say them how I wanted to say them. I would do what I wanted to do with the ABCs. So this is how I would say the ABCs. They would teach me to say, A, B, C, D. And that was the song that everybody knows. E, F, G. And that's the alphabet song. But this is the way my ABCs went. I would say, A, B, C. Delicious. And I was saying that because Campbell's had a commercial out about A, B, C, delicious, how delicious their alphabet soup was. And that's what I was hanging on to. I had a mind of my own. And so it is with us sometimes that when God is trying to bring us to the place where we're walking in that word of God, as it was Paul's assignment to teach the Gentiles, to teach the Jews that were there at Ephesus that it was his assignment to teach and unveil to them that God was bringing the Jews and the Gentiles together into one body and to form one new man. And so as with me trying to learn my ABCs and having this mind of my own, the Mind that is surrendered to God is the mind that's going to find out that if we will turn over our hearts unto God and let go of some of the things that we've learned when we didn't know Christ as Savior, some of the things that the Gentiles would have learned when they didn't know about Jesus Christ and God taking them in, that we have to surrender who we are to God. One of the biggest things and the hardest things for us to do is to let go of our pride and to admit that we are in need of Jesus Christ, to admit that we are in need of God, to admit that we are in need of salvation. We want to hang on sometimes to the way we think, the way we operate, that we know how to govern our life. But in the midst of it all, Paul is the greatest example of a surrendered life unto the Lord. Here it was that Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Paul was a leader in the Jewish community. But yet he was so vested in the way that he thought things ought to go that he persecuted the church of God. And he had to come into an encounter with God, with Jesus on that Damascus road that changed him forever. That to the point that he became an apostle who had not walked with Jesus while he was here on the earth, but who had Jesus had revealed himself unto Paul. And so through the... Re- unveiling of Jesus himself to Paul and through the infilling of the Holy Spirit that word of God comes out of Paul and so Paul is illuminated and enlightened with that word of God and he teaches it thus to the Gentiles he teaches it thus to the people at Ephesus and so the things and the principles that he teaches are things that you and I are to benefit from because they are written in the Word of God. So he says that we ought to walk worthy And speaking to the Ephesians, but it applies to us. We ought to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. Our first calling once we are redeemed is called to the body of Jesus Christ that we are Christians and we are saved by grace. We are saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're called to that vocation that we are called in. The the vocation of being a Christian. And But in In life, we are here on the earth and we also are called to many assignments for God. And so when we walk as Christians, God, our Christianity calls us to walk a certain sort of way that we walk worthy of, of being called a Christian, that our character and our demeanor ought to be that of Jesus Christ. So that when we walk worthy in the character and the being Of walking and saying we are Christians. We take on that nature of the Lord. It's the same that when you walk in your Christianity and in your character. When you are called to a special assignment by God here in the earth. That Christian character in you is the ruling factor of your vocation. So Paul says that we need to. In verse two, he says that we need to walk with lowliness and meekness. So that needs to be inside of you and that needs to be inside of me. But what we need to project with others is that we are long suffering with people and we forbear things with people, that just like God was long-suffering with you and I when we walked, when we thought that we could have a mind of our own and do what we wanted to do, that when we thought that we knew more than God before we surrendered our hearts to him, that's the same long-suffering that is expected of us to give to other people and the forbearing and the forgiveness that we give to other people. Paul was here to teach them. That if you want with God. That you needed to work to keep that unity of the spirit. The unity in God. The unity in the spirit in the bond of peace. So that's why he speaks about the long suffering and the forbearing because he wanted to get the people at Ephesus to a place in God where if they would surrender to God the promises that God made to them would they are theirs but they would be able to receive those things that God wanted to give to them amen God wants to give you a blessing. God wants to give you the blessing first of himself. God wants to give you the blessing of Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, being able to live on the inside of you and I. Just that close as just a phone call away, the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you and I. But Paul's assignment, pretty much like my assignment, is to proclaim that word of God to you as our heavenly father would have us to convey it, to bring about that word of God to his people. So Paul speaks about in that third verse, he talks about endeavoring to keep that unity of the spirit. And he's already told you how to do it. In the the verse before, to be lowly, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. To be meek, to know that you cannot do this alone, to show long-suffering to your fellow men, and to forbear and to forgive. Because we are to be one body, one spirit, one hope of your calling. And that hope that we have of our calling to Christianity is through Christ Jesus. So, because Jesus has gone through the same things that we go through, brother and sister, he knows what it's like for you. He knows what it's like for me. We want to be vested in him. The one thing, that one hope that we have is in Jesus Christ. And when we get connected to him, when we get vested in him, we are vesting in our future. I want everything that God has for me. When God said that he was making one new man, when he said that he was bringing Jew and Gentile together, The blessings of Abraham fall on us, the Gentiles. And so I want everything that God has for me. You might not want it, but if you want everything that God has for you, Then listen at the word of God, because God is setting before you right now an open door. Oh, God wants to bless his people. God's got a blessing for you with your name on it. And somebody may say that's a cliche, but that is a promise of God that if you will trust in him and seek him, God's got a blessing with your name on it. He says that there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all. One Lord, that is how Paul taught it, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all. So Paul is trying to Get them to see that God is above all. Think about God right now in our life. God is above all. God is above all. God is above all this calamity and this drama that we see in our world. Hey, God's still got control of the world. Despite what we see, God is still in control. I heard some people say that God is not in control. But let me tell you how in control God is. That if God were to take his hand off of us, you'd see this world. The world would stop spinning. The sun would refuse to shine. We couldn't sustain life, but God's God's got us and got it in control. God is above all. God is through all. God is in all. So God wants to get us to this place as Paul was trying to get the Ephesians to this place, that they would trust totally in God, that they would mature and that they would grow, that they would see that God was working with them to bring them unto himself. The one thing that will hinder you and I from getting all that God has for us, is when we don't respond in the right way to God. Paul was one who responded to God in the right way. As a child, your parents were the authoritarians in your life. They were the ones who leaded and they guided you through life. And if you spoke to your parents, And didn't respond to your parents in the right way. It wasn't going to be so good for you after you got through responding in the wrong way. Now, I came by to tell you that what sets you apart when you respond to God is how you respond to God. All men were created in the image of God. He shaped us, he formed us, he fashioned us. So he put us on an equal playing field as he created us because we all created in the image of God. Somebody might say that if you have a disability, you're not created in the image of God. But I stopped by to tell you that when God made you, he shaped you, he formed you. In his image, he shaped you and he formed you to what he wanted you to be. It's a matter of us seeing that we are created in the image of God. So the thing about it is, is if we are created in God's image, that's a level playing field. But what sets us apart is our response to God. When God speaks... He's, the Bible declares that if we, we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. But the question is, is will you be willing and will you obey? So it is your faith. It is your obedience in God that sets you apart. It's your faith that gives you that edge. It's your obedience that gives you the edge. And Paul is trying to get the Ephesians, to a place where they will see that God's got something for them. I want everything that God has for me. I want everything that God promised me. I want to be what God told me that I can be. I am who God says that I am. You are who God says that you are. Somebody out there listening to me, you are who God says that you are. And Paul is here to tell the Ephesians that you are engrafted into the vine. You are one new man. God is using Jew and Gentile. And he's making one new man. And it's for them to see that they are unified in God if they wanted to get everything that God had for them. Paul had to get the Ephesians in the right mindset for receiving this grace that God had given to the Gentile nation for receiving this grace that your sins are forgiven you that the blood of Jesus has washed all your sins away receiving this grace that we are to walk in our Christianity and have the character of Jesus and receiving a grace that That God has given you for whatever vocation that God has called you for in life. So with the grace that God has given to us, he tells us that we are able to walk this Christian walk. We are able to walk out our Christianity. We are able to deal with the things that God has called us to do for him. In life in order to be able to get these promises that God has given to us. God has automatically given us some promises, but we got to receive them by faith. But sometimes because of all the things that we've gone through, sometimes our head knowledge and our heart knowledge don't seem to want to hook up. 2020 was a year and we all pretty much probably thank God that 2020 is over because it seems as though we got a refreshing in 20 and 21. Seems like we got pulled out of the, the darkness that we felt, although God was doing something in us that we couldn't see in the midst of the pandemic. But sometimes because we've been through so much, we, have to have help from God to receive those things that he wants to give to us. The enemy wants us to keep thinking that we got to keep on trying to get it on our own, keep trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, keep on pushing folks out of the way and doing things the wrong way to get what we can get from God. But God wants us to see that we don't have to keep walking in that way. He says in the word of God, he says that it ought to be a time when we get to the place as Paul was here teaching and as you and I walk with God, it ought to get to a place where we grow and we mature in God when we grow and we can eat meat And no longer have to live on milk just like a baby who grows from infancy into adulthood. It ought to be a time when we get a consistency in our walk. And this is what Paul was trying to get through to the people at Ephesus he he talks about in Ephesians the fourth chapter at that 14th verse he talks about no longer being children tossed to and fro it ought to be a time when you with your walk with Jesus Christ where you get solidified in him and you're no longer moved by every wind of doctrine when somebody tells you that this is the the, the thing that everybody is doing because you are rooted in grounded in God's word, that you have the strength to stand on God's word. When you got that strength to be able to believe that what God says in his word is true. When you grow up and you mature and that discernment comes in your life, that you're going to get what God says that is yours, that you're going to listen to the voice of God. And even though people may say something to you, even though people may have been saying in Paul's, time that God was not going to engraft the Jews into the vine, that God was not going to be the father of the Gentiles. Paul had to come up against all kinds of thought and all kinds of teachings and his joys, his, 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 assignment was to present what God was saying to him as my assignment is to present what God is saying here in 20 and 21 what is God wanting us to do God wants us to solidify in him God wants us to get to the place where we yield our vessels unto him where he wants to get to the place where the whole body is fitly joined together where inside of us is an individual we walk in a unity with God inside of us as we walk with each other in Christian fellowship at our local churches that we walk fitly joined together as we get to the world the whole body of Christ that each denomination wrapped up and tied up in God can fit together join together fit together and that as we can fit together and grow with God that we add to the body of Christ, that the body of Christ is added to. We need to get to the place where we surrender to the effectual working of the power of God inside of us, that effective power. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory in you, there's an effectual power that can work in you, that if you will surrender to the voice of God, God's got something for you, and his thing that he has for you. Is Christ in you this hope of glory? It's an effectual power that'll work in you. Hallelujah. I want everything that God has for me. And I know you saying you want everything that God has for you. Every promise in the word of God. That if we will surrender to him. That effectual power that is in us by that Holy Spirit. That effectual power of God. It will bring out things inside of us. That God knows that he put in us from the very beginning. We can walk worthy of that calling. God put it in us that through Jesus Christ, we can live a saved life, that we can walk holy. God says that we are holy and that we are righteous. And no matter what devil in hell tells you different, then child of God, you believe what God says about you, that you can walk holy, that you are holy, and that you are righteous. See, the devil wants us to keep a mindset that we got to just keep on fighting, keep on fighting to live holy, keep on fighting, keep on fighting to live righteous. But when you accept Jesus as your personal Savior and you have had your sins washed in the blood of the Lamb, you are holy, you are righteous, you are holy, you are righteous, you are born again. But the thing about it is is that as you surrender to jesus christ uh, as you surrender to the word of god that god is working some things out of you god is pulling some things up out of you and getting you to that place in him where you want to be so you find that you may not think that you're getting where you want to be But as you surrender to God, your heart is shifting. Your heart is changing. Your heart is becoming one with God where you no longer walk in darkness. Where your heart is open. Your understanding is has been enlightened by God. You no, no longer walk and walk in works of uncleanliness your heart is surrendered to God. And you're getting, although you might not think it, you're getting the things that God promised to you because he promised to you an abundant life. But what he's got to get out of all of us as Paul was trying to get it into the mindset of those at Ephesus, he's got to get our old way of thinking up out of us. He's got to get to the place where we are walking in that word of God that we are being taught by Jesus himself the Christ the hope of glory that we're being taught the word of God we're being taught the word of God by those who are set in the church we're being taught the word of God by us reading our Bibles and though we may not see a change happening something is happening because we want everything that God has for us he gave us this word he gave us Jesus and and as we put it in, we're getting the things that God has for us. He, we hear about Jesus. He set, set people in the church. He set apostles. He set prophets. He set evangelists. He set pastors. He set teachers in the body of Christ. He set them here to teach the saints how to grow in Jesus Christ. Setting them here so that we could be perfected. He set them here for the work of ministry. He set the fivefold ministry gifts here for the edifying of the body. And so as, as they pour into us. As Paul was pouring into the people at Ephesus, as the fivefold ministry gifts pour in, as you read that word of God, your mind begins to shift and you begin to get the things that God promised you in the word. You begin to think, I do want to be taught. You begin to think that for whatever works that there are in ministry, I do want to participate. You begin to think. That I do want to lift up the body of Christ. I do want to work together with God. I do believe that there is one God. I do believe that there is one faith. I do believe that there is one father. I do believe that grace works for me. I do believe that God has called me to be a Christian. I do believe that what vocation God has called me to in my life, I can do it. I do believe that there is an effectual working power of God in me to pull out what God has gifted me with. I do believe in God. I do believe that I can tap into the mind of God. I do believe that every word in the Bible, the promises of God are yes and amen for me. I do believe that if I humble myself before God, I do believe that he will answer prayer. I do believe that he led captivity captive because I am feeling the word of God. I am getting this word of God down in my heart. I do believe that I'm going to get everything that God promised to me. I do believe that. That I don't have to be tossed to and fro. I do believe that God's voice speaks to me. That everything that God has for me, I can get what God has for me. I do believe that his power works in me. God's got something for us the promises of God. I believe that I don't have to lie and cheat and scheme. I believe that I'm being renewed by the spirit of of God talking to my mind, talking to my heart. I do believe that God's word is getting into my heart. I do believe that I'm holy and I'm righteous. I don't have to lie and scheme to get ahead. I don't have to steal from people. I do believe that I can work for what I get. I do believe that God's got a place for me in this world. I believe what God promised me in the word. I do believe that God's Holy Spirit is dealing with me. Even though people may laugh at me, even though people may ridicule me, I can let go of my past. I do believe God that I can let go of bitterness, that I can let go of wrath and evil speaking, anger and clamor. I believe God. I believe what God says in his word. I don't have to hang on to all those evil things that the enemy has placed in my heart before I was redeemed. I do believe that I can be set free. God's got a blessing for me with my name on it. And I want what God has for me. I know that I can walk tender hearted. I know that I can be kind. I know that I can be forgiven of others. That I can get what God has for me people in the name of Jesus hearing my voice all things are possible with God I want what God has for me but for me to be able to get it I gotta know how to receive it we got to know how to receive from God God wants to bless us but many times we think we can do it on our own but we got to surrender unto our God we gotta surrender unto God and say God I can't do this by myself. God, I can't do it by myself. God, I am part of your family. God, I surrender to you, oh God. Oh Lord, I am just like Paul. I'm the prisoner of God. I am your prisoner, oh God. I am with you, oh God. Oh God, I am tied up and vested in you. Change me, oh God. Change my heart and make it what you want me to be. Oh God, because I want all that you have for me. I want everything you got for me. God, every promise in the word of God, I want what's mine. God, I'm believing you for every promise. I'm believing you for everything. I'm believing you for promises of God. Oh God, to come into my life. Some of you out there right now who are struggling, God's got a blessing. I said it with your name on it. And God has set for you an open door. Which one will you go in? Will you surrender to Almighty God? Or will you continue to walk the way you've been walking? Will you keep walking with God if you're already surrendered? And will you go on up higher and higher in Him? Will you go on up where you begin to speak a thing and that thing manifests? Will you go on up higher that when you begin to pray, you are in the very presence of God? It says that you're seated in a heavenly place. Uh, will you go on up higher? higher in God. Will you get everything that God has promised you? All you got to do is say, yes, Lord. All you got to do is say, I surrender to you, God and God will be there for you. It's an open door. Which one will you walk in? I want everything that God has for me. I want every promise that God has for me. Do you want everything that God has for you? It comes with a surrendered heart. It comes when you have a a mindset of meekness, a mindset of long suffering and forbearing with your fellow man. a, A mindset where you're endeavoring to keep that unity of the spirit walking in one body, one spirit and one hope of your calling, which is Jesus Christ. I want everything God has for me. Everything God has for me. And I know you do too. Everything that God has for me. That's what you need to decree. God let me get to the place. Where I have everything you promised for me. And God I surrender to you. Amen. 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 This has been the word of God for this week. I hope. That I did say something that helped to lift a burden up off of you because God's got a blessing for real. And that's not a cliche. It's got a, God got a blessing for you. God's got a blessing for you. Those of you who are out there and you've been struggling, I'm telling you, you keep trusting in God. God's got a blessing for you. God's got a breakthrough for you. And I speak to every single mother out there. God's got a blessing for you. God's going to bless you. God's going to help you. And you watch and see what God will do for you. God's got you. This is Evangelist Valerie Larry coming to you again with proclaiming the word of God. It is indeed a pleasure for me to present the word of God to you each week. I hope that you will share my podcast, and I hope that you will tell somebody about the ministry. And share the podcast with somebody who is homebound. Share the podcast with somebody who's in the hospital. Let them hear what the Lord says, and let 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 the Word of God minister to them. For all of us working together, we can help to spread the Word of God. So, again, this is Evangelist Valerie Lowry coming to you with proclaiming the word of God until we meet again. Be blessed and bye-bye.